0: And now, enjoy today's podcast.
1: And welcome back to the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Van Feeren, and today's episode is called Sowing and Reaping Increase. So let's get into a word of prayer, and we can jump into today's Bible lesson. Father, Lord, I come before you in the precious name of Jesus. You know, Dad, your word says that you are love. Lord, your word says that all fatherhood comes from you. And dad, the more and more I study out your word, Lord, I can see what amazing father you are and that you have amazing plans for each and every one of us. And Lord, for us to operate or walk in your plans, Lord, we need to seek you. We need to seek your ways to access those plans. So Lord, I know that you have increase for each and every one of us. Everyone in the world, Lord, you have amazing increase for all of us. And Lord, I'm asking you to use me today and to preach the right message for your kids, Lord. That I know a lot of Christians get very angry about the message on prosperity. And Lord, it's just because they don't understand it, Lord. And I know that the devil has spread a lot of rumors and a lot of lies in the body of Christ. But Lord, use me today to make it so clear for your kids to understand. Because you love them, you want them to prosper, and there's a way to do it. Father, we love you, and I receive that in the precious holy name of Jesus. Amen. Sowing and reaping increase. Doesn't that sound good? You know, when I first got born again, I found out very quickly that the Lord wants us to prosper. Now, I know there's a lot of people that fight against the prosperity message, but prosperity is in the word of God. From the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, God wants us to prosper and he has prosperity for us. And here's the thing. I found out that there's a way to prosper in this world. And to do this, we need to seek the kingdom first. And once we understand how the kingdom works, which is God's government, when we understand how his kingdom works, we can begin walking in prosperity. So this message is about sowing and reaping, and I've got some awesome scriptures that I want to share with you. So I'm just going to be laying down a foundation. Let's go to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 8, and I want to read verse 22, and this will be from the King James Version. It says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. I'm going to read that again. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Now, did you know that seed time and harvest is actually a supernatural principle? But it governs this entire world. Now, we know a few things about sowing and reaping. We understand that farmers do it all the time. We understand that when a couple come together and they decide to extend their family, they make love and a seed is sown and the harvest is naturally the baby. We know about all that, but people don't realize that this heavenly principle also applies to our finances. So let's go to the book of Malachi, Malachi chapter 3. I want to read from verse 8 all the way down to verse 12. And this is the passage that I generally get into before I tithe. It starts off and it says, will a man rob God? Yet he have robbed me. But he say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. He are cursed with a curse, For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes of the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast the fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed." For he shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, someone might say, Brother Andrew, this has to do with tithing. And that's correct. But did you know that this passage of scripture also has to do with the sowing of seed? Or you can call it offerings. So God starts off and he says, Will a man rob God? Yet he have robbed me. But he say, Wherein have we robbed thee? in tithes and offerings. So I just want to address something right now. You know, um, I have heard people mix up the two, and they say that the tithe is their offering. But according to this passage of scripture, there's a big difference between God's tithe and your offering. I remember the Lord telling me this one day. He said, the tithe belongs to me, but the seed belongs to you. And that's what an offering is. It is your seed. The offering is not a tithe, the tithe is the tithe, your seed is your seed. So you can see there are tithes which belong to God and their offerings. Now the Lord starts speaking about the tithe first and then he goes into the offering later. Listen to this, he says, you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now he explains what you need to do to get out from under the curse. He says, bring he all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So that's how he starts off. He mentions the tithe and the offering, but then he starts off explaining about the tithe. That you need to bring the tithe into God's storehouse, which is into the ministry. And then he talks about the blessing that comes from the tithe. Listen to this. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast a fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, if you know about farming, that passage of scripture will actually make a lot of sense to you. In that passage of scripture, God is actually talking about the seeds that you have sown or your offerings. So I'm just going to back up. He talks about bringing all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in his house. And he says, prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now that blessing from the tithe protects the seeds that you sow now my brother trevor he really enjoys farming and he does it on a small scale And he is practicing and practicing. And as he's going along, he's learning more about the process. And he grows strawberries and blueberries and coffee seeds. And he grows chilies and jalapenos. And uh, he grows lemons and uh, a host of things. And by him farming, he has learned so much about the process of seed time and harvest. I too, I've learned so much about it because there are times that I'll come over and help him. And the more I help him, the more I'm learning. So basically, when you're planting any sort of plant or tree, there are different types of bugs that really go for you know different types of plants and trees. And when they come on these trees and plants, they actually end up destroying it. We can't eat the fruit. And then if the soil isn't right, or if your watering schedule isn't right, sometimes the fruit falls off the vine before it's time. Now, when you sow your seed, when you sow your financial seed, Satan is the devourer. He comes to destroy your fruit. And there are times where you don't get a harvest at all. But when you tithe, the blessing from your tithe protects your seed sown. Now that is very important. You know, um, there could be people out there that just want to sow to reap, but they don't tithe. And when they sow, their seed doesn't have the protection from the tithe. And in turn, they don't get a harvest. Then there are people that just tithe and they don't sow. And because they don't sow, the blessing from the tithe doesn't have anything to protect. Do you see why God mentioned tithes and offerings and he mentioned the tithe first? Always make sure that you got that protection down first. When you tithe, your tithe has something to protect. Don't sow your seed first and then tithe later. You got to keep it in the correct biblical order. So now I'm going to go over to a very, very good scripture, which blessed me, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. This is in Galatians, Galatians chapter 6, verse 6 to 7. It says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Verse 7, it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, let's back up, and I'm going to read this again. It says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. That word communicate actually means to give. So, let's read it like that. Let him that is taught in the word give unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, That shall he also reap. Now, if you had to read the whole chapter of 1 Corinthians, chapter 9, the Apostle Paul is talking about the fact that ministers should be living off the gospel. I know people don't want to hear that, but when you support the gospel, you are not only furthering the gospel, where the gospel of Jesus Christ is taking more and more ground, but you're keeping that minister in ministry. And when a minister stays in ministry, the anointing on their life will obviously be more stronger versus them working in the world. Because when a minister stays in ministry, he gets to spend more time in the presence of God. He gets to download more stuff from heaven and he gets to create more content for the people. All in all, he gets to receive more revelation and grow in it so he can feed the sheep that is under him and his ministry gets to touch the lives of more and more people around the world. Sowing and reaping is really another way of loving God. I mean, number one, you put in all your trust in him. You're not putting your trust in your money. You're telling the Lord, Lord, I trust you more than I trust money. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, you cannot serve God and money. And there's people out there that's literally serving their money. They hold on so tight to everything they have that their fists are clenched. They don't want to let anything go. They don't want to give offerings. They don't want to be a blessing to their friends and families. They don't want to help the poor. You know, they'll rather eat by all their friends' houses so they don't have to use their own meals. Stingy people like that cannot prosper in the kingdom. There's just no way. They are putting all their trust in their money. But when you come to the Lord and you're like, Lord, I trust you. I don't trust my money. I trust you. You are the source of the blessing. And Lord, I love this ministry. This ministry has been good to me. I've been learning so much about you through this ministry. Lord, I'm going to sow seed into this ministry. You're really telling the Lord, you know what? You love him and you trust him. You know, if you actually study out your New Testament, you will find out that God refers to sowing into the kingdom. He refers to it as an investment. But here's the thing about investing. If you know anything about investing, you're not going to invest once and expect great returns. Now, granted, there are special times where the Lord will have you sow an individual seed to either ministry or to a certain person. And because he led you to do it, The harvest generally comes in quite quickly. But what I'm talking about is sowing continuously. I just want to share a personal testimony with you. The Lord told me he wants me to start sowing financial seed into the ministry, and he wanted me to sow it faithfully every month. So I said, okay, that's fine. You know, I I really don't mind. Now, bear in mind, I get a salary from the ministry because I work in the ministry full time. And I've always sowed on and off for as long as I can remember. I've always sowed here and I've sowed there. But this time he wanted me to start developing faithfulness in sowing financial seed. So this was last year, November. And I sowed a great seed. December came. I sowed a great seed. January came and I got a call from an engineering company. In this engineering company, there's someone that I know that actually works there and they wanted me to help them with their admin. So I told them, I said, listen, I got a full-time job. I'm not looking for work. you know." And they begged me and they begged me to help them. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to help you. And I promise you this, in a short space of time, I made a few thousand rand. I did not go out there looking for work. They came to me. You know, I sowed increase into the ministry and I sowed it and I sowed it and that increase started coming back. And then when I was getting all this money, I promise you this, I was speaking to the Lord and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do with this money. Now, some people might think that's so weird, but that's the truth. You know, every month I'll ask the Lord to help me with my budget, show me what I need to buy and show me what I don't need to buy. Because here's the thing, nobody knows finances quite like he does and he knows what will get you to the top, and he knows what will bring a person to the bottom. It comes down to this. He is more wiser with money than all of us put together. So I'll always gladly invite him in. And when I did, the Lord told me exactly what to do with that money. And I took that money and did the exact thing that he told me to do with it, and I ended up making more money. So like I said, there is increase in the body of Christ there is increase for you right now. But you know, you're not going to take your financial seed and sow at once and then wake up a multi-millionaire. The Lord prospers us in stages because he needs to teach us about finances. There's a lot of people right now, and I'm talking about good Christians, if they were blessed with a couple of million rand, they would probably be dead in the next two years because they won't be able to handle all that money. So the Lord teaches you from stage to stage to stage, and every stage you get to, he wants to see if you're going to tithe off that. He wants to see if you're going to increase your seed. He wants to see where your heart is. Does the money have you, or do you have the money? And I'm very pleased to say that the Lord has been teaching me on finances, because back in the day, I was very foolish. But I remember inviting the Lord into my finances and I said, Lord, teach me on finances. Teach me how to be wise with my money. And he has been. He really has been. So I just want to share another passage of scripture with you. There's a reason to prosper. And if your heart is not right, if your heart is all about the selfishness, you are going to struggle to prosper in the kingdom. I promise you that. But if you get your heart right and you think of the father you think of your neighbor you're going to prosper a lot quicker and we're going to see that in this verse of scripture this is second corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 to 10 and i'll be reading this from the king james and it says but this i say he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Listen to this. This is verse 8. It says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that he, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad, He hath given to the poor his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. I just want to go back to verse eight, where he says that you will abound to every good work that you have dispersed abroad. You have given to the poor. Do you see that you increasing? Like, yes, you're going to enjoy the increase. We're not denying that but your heart is to push the gospel further. Remember, we only got a limited time here on earth. I do believe this is the final season before Jesus' return. And this season isn't three months. This season could be 10 years, could be 15 years. But I do believe we are approaching the end. And uh, we need to reach more and more people. And can I be honest with you? It takes money to do that. It really does. You know, the world has movies, the world has TV series, the world has so much advertising, the world has magazines, the world has newspapers. What do the Christians have? The Christians are still fighting about money in the church and people are going to hell every day. And that really hurts our father's heart. We don't have time to fight about money. We've got to get our heart right. We've got to get our seed into the ground and be faithful to it. We have to invest in the kingdom. We have to expand the ministries. And while we're prospering, you know, we also become a light in our own personal circles. You cannot go around talking about the goodness of God and you're living on the streets under a box. People aren't going to take you seriously. The Bible says that. It talks about that a poor man had wisdom to save the city, but no one listened to him. You know, when we prosper, people can come up to us and say, how are you doing it? And we can testify. We can testify about how good God is and we can show them physical fruits. You know, Jesus said we have been ordained to bear fruit and there's a way to prosper in the kingdom. And it's all about walking in love. When you put God first, when you put your neighbor first, and you do this by supporting the ministry and sowing seed, whatever you believe in God for, whatever you believe in God for, sow seed. And I want to say this to you, it doesn't have to be gigantic seed. I'm not saying that. I'm really not saying that. Don't like empty out all your banking accounts and send all that. I'm not saying that. you got to sow where you are. If you can sow 50 Rand a month, then sow 50 Rand a month. If you are blessed to sow more, then sow more. Wherever you are, wherever your heart is, that is where you should sow. I'm going to read this again, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 onwards, it says, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. You know, you can sow 50 rand a month with a cheerful heart. Wherever you are, make sure that your heart is on board. Because that's going to mean the difference between you actually reaping and you not reaping. Don't sow seed and man, you're thinking about it and you're saying, man, I should have never done that. I should have never done that. Why did I do that? I could have bought fast food, man. Don't do that. If you can only sow and be committed to 10 Rand a month, you have to start where your heart is. But be faithful. It's all about pushing the gospel forward. If you are going to put God's house first, He is going to put your house first. That's how it works. I've read scriptures to you. And you can go back and listen to this message again and again and again. And you can take down notes. You can find all the scriptures. You can mark it in your Bible and study it out. And prepare your heart first before you get into sowing and sowing and sowing. And listen, when you get there, also learn to receive it. You know, I don't guarantee any harvest. I can't. I'm just reading scripture to you. I'm reading what God said about this principle. And uh, I want to just end off by reading Galatians chapter 6, verse 6 to 7. It says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate or give unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. I do not say that God said that. That's why I say, you know, when it comes to this principle of sowing and reaping, you know, you're not gonna sow once and get your harvest. It's a continuous thing. It's exactly like investing. You know, God refers to it as investing in the kingdom. And you invest every month, invest every month, invest every month, and do it with a heart full of faith. Keep listening to this message, keep going over the scriptures, study it out first if you have to. You know, but if you are more familiar with it. You can jump into the process a lot quicker, obviously, but I would suggest you developing your faith in it, getting your heart right, preparing your heart, finding out where your heart is and sow where you are. Don't sow where you want to be. Sow where you are. If you can only sow 10 rand a month or five, wherever you are, but you got to sow with a cheerful heart. Do you remember that woman that sowed all she had? She sowed two mites. And when Jesus looked at her, he looked at his disciples and he said she gave more than everyone else her heart was right so where you are hold on to the word and receive it by faith god loves you we love you and remember faith comes by hearing. so keep on hearing
0: hey everyone if you enjoyed today's podcast Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our telegram channel, Trevor van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sew via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into A Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of Snapscan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.